Hello and welcome to episode 45 of the Mama Love podcast. I'm Annie Love and it is so lovely to be here with you and I am so glad you are here with me. You can tell when there are lots of things happening for everyone in my household and when we're all coming and going with great frequency to various activities and commitments. You can tell, number one, because more and more things pile onto my dining table. It becomes the dumping ground for everybody's things until we have more space to put everything away into its rightful places. And the dining table becomes the metaphor for my brain because it also becomes the dumping ground for all the to-do lists and various calendars that I manage in my head. And the next step is usually a big old feeling of overwhelm. Can you relate? Let me share with you 10 simple tips for reducing overwhelm in your life. Welcome to the Mama Love podcast. My name is Annie Love and I'm a mum, a wife, a life coach, creative spirit and all-round positive thinker. Our parenting journey has been, well, a bit of a roller coaster and I've learned the hard way how to navigate through some pretty tumultuous times. This podcast is about finding joy, even in the midst of darkness, and believing that we can find light on the other side, even if the landscape is different to how we expected it to look. We're going to share stories and conversations along the way and talk about how we create our best life, even when things feel hard. Thank you for being here. When I looked up the trusty old interwebs for a definition of overwhelm, this is one that I got from a website called Whole Life Challenge. Overwhelm happens when the sheer volume of thoughts, feelings, tasks and stimuli in our daily environment shifts our brain and nervous system into a reactive, stressed state. In this state, our brain's prefrontal cortex, which helps with logic, problem-solving, analysis and prioritisation, takes a backseat while our amygdala, the survival brain, fires up the fight-flight-freeze response. At this point, you feel locked down, unable to think or make a decision. Adrenaline and cortisol are released, which further ramps up the stress response. In this reactionary state, your creative problem-solving abilities disappear. Simple requests or tasks feel completely unmanageable and become the final straw, often provoking an emotional response which is out of context to the situation. Oh, bit of a long one, but so true. You know, when we're juggling all the things, when we're feeling frazzled, when we're at capacity, Sometimes it can be the straw that broke the camel's back, something really, which seems quite teeny tiny, that can tip us over the edge. I think so commonly with women and mothers, we have a lot going on. We have a lot of things that we juggle. Um, There's a big mental load of the things that we manage on a daily basis, on a moment by moment basis. Um that is really invisible to everybody else. Uh, I was actually listening to Glennon Doyle, who has a new podcast called We Can Do Hard Things, um, and she was talking with her sister about overwhelm and they were talking about um, making the invisible visible as one of the strategies to 
dealing with overwhelm, you know, because we do manage so much and often the people around us really actually have no idea how many things are in our brain. And I've, I've often heard that, you know, um, that metaphor for women's brains as the, you know, the computer, the internet that's open with a million different tabs at the top. And it's so true, so true. Um, I think we also need to recognize the conditioning that we've been brought up with that means we think we need to be busy and productive all the time. Definitely this belief that it's lazy to have a rest and that it's really important for us to stay busy and productive. And there's also a lot of conditioning around the fact that we think we need to be the one who is responsible for everything. And I know, you know, recently we had a weekend where I had something else on and Ben was taking Charlie to soccer. And I'm the one who normally takes Charlie to soccer, but Ben was available. I had something on and I felt guilty about that. I felt guilty about the fact that Ben was taking him to soccer, which is ridiculous because Ben's his dad and is just as capable of taking him to soccer as I am. But I somehow have this belief that it's my responsibility. I wonder if you can relate to that. Are there things in your life that you think you have a story around the fact that you need to be the one that looks after it? Hmm, have a ponder on that one. So I have about a thousand ideas for reducing overwhelm in our life, but I'm just going to give you my my top 10, top 10 ideas that hopefully will reduce some overwhelm in your life too. So number one, stop and breathe. When we pause for a moment, and take some really deep breaths, it signals to our nervous system that it can move from the fight or flight mode and it activates the parasympathetic nervous system. So the the nervous system that looks after our rest and digestion. So it just takes us from that really frazzled fight or flight mode into the calm, more calm rest and digest mode. So that is a really good First stop, anytime you're feeling overwhelmed, stop and drop and breathe. Second top tip is write it all out. I remember one particular weekend when I was feeling so, like there were so many things on my to-do list and Ben went, great, go and grab a big piece of paper and a Sharpie, we'll write it all out. So we did this massive brainstorm ended up being a massive piece of paper and then stuck it up on the wall. And the boys were so intrigued. They were like, how can we do one of these brainstorming charts as well? Um, So now Charlie, that's what Charlie does every time he has some ideas that he wants to get out of his head. He will draw a big brainstorm map. I love it. So grab a big piece of paper, write out all the things that are in your head at the moment. They don't have to be related, just... Get it all out there because better out than in is what I say. The third thing I want you to think about when it comes to overwhelm is with that list that you've just written down, prioritize what's really important for you to do. Is it necessary for you to do all 
for things? Where can you delete a task? Where can you delegate a task? Narrow it down to no more than three of the most important things each day rather than having a mile-long to-do list. And something I find quite helpful is the night before writing down those three things so that you know what your priorities are going to be for the next day and then, you know, you can get to the next three things the next day. But if we just focus on three most important things, we don't let that to-do list get out of control. Number four is be in action. Sometimes when we dwell on that really long to-do list, it can force us into a state of inaction. But when we are being proactive, we're being in action, we can tick off some of the things on our list. We start getting this feeling of progress, which then gives us a feeling of momentum. When we're in action, just focusing on the three most important things per day, it can just give us a sense of progress and calm. Number five, reframe. Now, this massive to-do list and this overwhelm feels so heavy at the moment, but how can I look at it differently? Is it true that I have to do all of these things? What can I be grateful for? I know that probably seems a bit counterintuitive, but, you know, maybe rather than us feeling like we have to do things, what if it's a case of we get the privilege of being able to do them? Maybe it's spending time with someone and it feels, feel maybe a little bit resentful because it's just another thing on the list at the moment. But when we are in the moment... And we're grateful for the opportunity of being able to do this thing. It helps us reframe it so it feels less overwhelming. Number six is notice your language. Now, when we're constantly talking about how busy, how stressed, how frazzled, how anxious and overwhelmed we are, that's where our energy goes where focus goes, energy flows. So how can we shift up that language so that we're focusing on the positive aspects, so that we're focusing, you know, we might feel like we have a full list at the moment, a full schedule, but let's not talk about it in the sense of it being overwhelming and stressful. How can we shift up the language? Number seven is speak it out loud. Now, when we talk about what we have on the list at the moment, it can lose its power and its pressure. There have been so many examples of this for me when I have been feeling quite stressed and then Ben goes, right, well, tell me what's going on for you this week. Tell me what you've got on your list And when I say it out loud, it's like, hmm, actually, it really doesn't sound like that many things. And we can talk through how to prioritize and which things are important and which things we can share. So can you share with a partner, a friend, or even just do a voice recording on your phone talking through all of the things that are in your head right now? 
when we say it out loud, it loses its power and the pressure. Perhaps you could even make a time to sit down with your partner and talk about what areas of your life are currently invisible, that they don't realize that you are managing and where you can share the load a bit more. I know it can feel a bit frustrating to always be thinking of ways that somebody can help us. We would love it if they could just know exactly what to do, but maybe there are like whole areas that they can just be responsible for and take some of the load off you. All right, number eight, shift up your energy. Now, sometimes when we're feeling really overwhelmed, um, we might be in that state of, I've just got to get it done. I am just going to stay up all night and tick all of these things off the list and put my head down, get my bottom up and get the work done when it would actually better serve us to take a break and a breather and shift our perspective on that to-do list. It'll give us more energy to keep going. Now, um, and <laughs> just a side note, I never advocate for anybody to be doing all-nighters. Um, sleep is so, so important and our brains just get nastier if we are deprived of sleep. So I am a huge advocate for ditching the to-do list and going to bed early so that we are rested and re-energized and ready to take on the day the next day. Um, But as well as sleep, just breaking things up during the day to shift our energy, um, to just to get a new perspective on things. So it doesn't need to take long. Go for a walk around the block. Uh, have a dance in the kitchen, put on your favourite tune and dance your little heart out. Go for a walk outside, barefoot in the grass. Make a cup of tea and drink it mindfully and intentionally. Just take a few minutes to breathe, to shift things up and then you can go back to the to-do list. And tackle the next thing. Number nine is turn the notifications off your phone. Okay, I know I'm going to sound a bit bossy when I say that, but in this modern world, when we already have enough going on in our brains, when we are feeling at capacity, having devices around us that are constantly beeping and dinging at us does not help the overload. Okay, so turn the notifications off. The messages will still be there when you get back to the phone, okay? But it doesn't have to interrupt you every 30 seconds to tell you that somebody has commented on your Instagram feed, okay? So, you know, maybe if you want to really focus and get into the deep work on a task that you need to do, put your phone in a whole another room while you focus. Number 10, boundaries. Now, this is a huge topic in itself, but where can you draw a line around your own time, energy and resources so that you don't fall into overwhelm? I know that saying no is not everybody's superpower, but that is just such an important skill for us to learn. How can we say no to what 
is not going to truly light us up to what's going to deplete us and put us into overwhelm. You know, there's that phrase, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. You know, where is it in your life where it's not a hell yes? And so it needs to be a no without justification on why it's a no. It's just a no. So there you go. There's my top 10. I'll say them again one more time. So number one, stop and breathe. Number two, write it all out. Number three, prioritize what's really important. Where it's not important, delete or delegate. Number four, do, be in action. Just make some progress, which will reduce the overwhelm and make you feel a bit more motivated. Number five, reframe. How do we look at it differently? Number six, notice your language around how you're feeling right now. Number seven, speak it out loud. Number eight, shift up your energy. Number nine, turn notifications off your phone. And number 10, boundaries. Set loving boundaries in your life to manage your time, energy and resources. Now, as a bonus tip, self-care, you know, I always bang on about that, but honestly, so important when our own cups are full, we can give and serve from the overflow. When we look after ourselves, when we sleep well, when we feel grounded, we are less likely to find ourselves in the fight or flight mode. So what can you do to supercharge your self-care so that you're less likely to feel overwhelmed? What can you do today that will make you feel good and grounded? I hope you have found that helpful. If you think there's someone in your life who would find it helpful, please feel free to share If you are feeling overwhelmed and frazzled right now and would like some help reducing your mental load, I'm currently offering a free 20-minute coaching call. We can gem on what's happening in your life at the moment and talk through one strategy that can help you feel more clear and calm again. Now, it's school holidays at the moment in our neck of the woods, so I only have three spots available each week. So if this sounds like something you would like to do, I would love to hear from you. You can find the link to book in the show notes or on my website. There's actually a big pink button on the top right-hand side of the menu bar that says book a value call. So do it. I'd love to speak with you soon and help you create some more space in your life and have you feeling much more clear and calm. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you soon. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Mama Love Podcast. I am so grateful to have you here. If you love the show, I'd be honoured if you could hit subscribe. Perhaps you'd like to hire me as your very own coach, cheerleader and support crew. You can find out more about my coaching services over at mamalove.com forward slash coaching. That's M-U-M-M-A-L-O-V-E.com forward slash coaching. Or just come and chat to me on Instagram or Facebook at Mama Love. Talk to you soon.